Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love The first reading is from The 29th chapter of Jeremiah For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. Here ends the first reading. The gospel is from Matthew 5. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Here ends the gospel. What is it for you that makes for a good life? I think if we were to go around and ask everyone to answer that question, well, first of all, it would take a while, so we won't do that. But everyone might have a slightly different answer. For some of us, it's, I just want to have enough money to get through life, or I want to make a lot of money. For some people, that's their goal. For others, it would be, I just want to have a good family so that everyone gets along and we stay close together. For some people, it's, I just want to make make it through without any tragedies, with no big problems. Or for other, other people, it's, I just want to find a good partner for my life. We all have different ideas of what makes life good and we all have a different sense of our goals well all of you have been going through this big question about what's next a couple of weeks ago you talked about how to know god and then last week it was finding freedom and we discovered that we find our freedom in christ and today the what's next question is what is our purpose how do i find my purpose i want to talk about that in in four words, if you get the, at the end of the sermon, you can't remember what I said, use these. Salt, <laughs> shells, suffering, and steps. They all start with S. Salt, shells, suffering, and steps. We heard in the reading today that we are like salt. Jesus said we're like salt. We're here to give flavor to the world. I brought some salt along and... If you all took some and and put it on your tongue, 
you could tell that it was salt, right? It would have a certain flavor. Salt, in Matthew 5, the question is asked, will salt ever lose its saltiness? It doesn't. If you have salt sitting in your cupboard for many years, it will still taste the same if you taste it. Five years from now, it doesn't lose its flavor. And in a sense, in this wonderful metaphor, we are like that in the world. Whether we're purposely out there to make a difference or whether we just exist in the world as children of God, we do flavor the world because of who we are. Our very presence in this world gives this earth a different taste. And then in Jeremiah, it says that God knows the plans that God has for us. And those plans involve a future with hope. So not only do our lives give flavor to the world, but we're here for a purpose, for a future with hope. We're here to, to make life better for the world, to create joy, to improve living. So here's a big key to understanding our purpose in life. Salt isn't just an individual thing. I mean, it's something you might put on your eggs to make your breakfast tastier. But it's also something in the bigger picture. It's about making life better wherever you happen to be in the world. Each of us, in a small sense and in a larger sense, has a place in the world. Maybe it's influencing the whole world. And maybe it's your family. And maybe it's your neighborhood. Each of us has a unique place, something that uses our own particular gifts. And I think that when we discover it, we know it. Just recently, I had a great conversation with my daughter. She's 26. She lives in Eau Claire, which is near where I used to live. And we got together and I asked her how things were going because she started a new career this last year. She started um, working in real estate. So it's been pretty exciting year for her. And I said, so how's it going? What do you think of this new life? And she said, I love it. I love giving value to people. I love going to houses with people and helping them discover what they like and asking them questions and the whole process of buying. I love it. Okay. <laughs> she just overflowed with joy and excitement for her new work. And I was delighted. She's kind of found her niche, I think. And then I thought of this quote from a writer named Frederick, I can't say it, I'm too cold, Frederick Beekner. It says this, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Isn't that great? The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. But sometimes before we can find this meeting place of joy and hunger, we need to know ourselves. We need to know God, but we also need to look within and to know who we are and what our gifts are. This is, I think there's a picture in your bulletin, but this is a moon shell. I'll hold it up. It's kind of interesting shell. It's real light and it's sort of circular. And I learned about this shell from reading a book by one of my favorite authors, Anne Morrow Lindbergh, she wrote a book called Gift from the Sea. 
And she talks about what we can learn from shells. And she has a chapter on every kind of shell, and this is a moon shell. She says that this is full and glossy, comfortable and compact, a perfect spiral winding inward to the center. It's round and powerful like the moon, and it's alone, self-contained and serene. Alone because there used to be a snail inside, and now it's empty. She writes about this shell as she learned about herself when she went to the sea. She says that she took some time to shed all the many layers of her busy life, her many children, and all of her responsibilities. And she shed her layers of living and thought about what was, it, what was hers to let go of and what was hers to take as essential. And she says this, it's a difficult lesson to learn to leave one's friends and family for a time and deliberately practice the art of solitude, even for an hour or a day. If one is out of touch with oneself, then one cannot touch others in the right way. Then she talked about how that time away was so important for her to really think about her purpose and what it was she was doing. In order for her to find that deep gladness within her, she needed time alone, time in solitude to think and to pray. And sometimes I think for all of us that means going within, and that's a hard thing to do sometimes. She says it's hard for women to do because we have so many jobs, but I think it's hard for everyone. I went through a time like that in my life a number of years ago over the years, I have taken lots of groups on service trips, mission trips. And I've discovered over the years that that's what gives me a lot of joy and gladness. So a few years ago, I took the bold for me step of leaving my position in a church and forming a nonprofit to do that, to take groups on service trips, service and learning and exploring and having some group process time. And I found out that I love it. I love doing that except for COVID when you can't travel. But I have found that I really enjoy that. And I also, at the same time, when I left my home in my little town in Wisconsin, let go of a lot of material possessions and moved into a small apartment in St. Paul. And when I made that change, I was anticipating that would be so difficult, letting go of all that stuff. I would really grieve. And I found out it was a wonderful change. It's given me the freedom to enjoy my friends and to spend time doing the things that I enjoy. Sadly, sometimes getting to the core and knowing your heart's true desire arises out of the ashes. Sometimes it requires some suffering. That's what happened to my friend Stephanie. Stephanie says that she had a wonderful busy life enjoying her husband and her children and her life as a teacher. And then suddenly the rug was pulled out from under her. She said that her life came to a halt. She tried to keep going and keep up her life as a teacher, but suddenly she fell flat on her face. The grief was overwhelming and she couldn't handle it. It took a long time for her to get back up on her feet and slowly take steps to find out 
what it was that really gave her life meaning. She found eventually that out of the ashes, she went deep within and found her deeper joy. What she eventually found was that she loved to help others live out of their essence and their joy. She formed a coaching profession called Living a Vibrant Body and Soul. And now she coaches others and is a public speaker and goes around and tells people her story. What she's found is that out of tragedy sometimes comes our greatest joy. But that doesn't always happen. Stephanie made specific choices to follow what gave her deep joy. And now she's found that that's true. But if we come across difficult things, we have to choose to follow that path. And sometimes it takes time, and it's not easy. Jesus followed the path to the cross, and then it meant death for him. But then there was new life that came for him, and that comes through us, to us, through his life and death. So when times that have challenge come, know that there's joy in the future. Be brave and don't give up, but it definitely takes time. Finding this life is a process. There are many steps that we can take, but we know what's ahead because we are God's children. It says in Ephesians 2, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God planned in advance for us to do. I truly believe that every part of our life was created to eventually bring us to joy. I don't think that happiness is found just in making money or accumulating things. It's found when we connect with others and give out of the gifts that we've been given. It's not found in solving problems. It's found in the way God uniquely created you and me to serve the rest of the world. I found that what brings me deepest joy is teaching and helping others learn how to serve in the world. And so maybe there's ways that you can continue to discover your God-given gifts and purpose. We all continue to grow throughout our lives. It's not like we find one position and then we're we're done. Our purpose in life continues to unfold as we follow. What is it that you most love to do? What is it that's easier for you than for other people and that makes a difference in the world? Maybe there's something that you've always dreamed of doing, starting a group or a ministry, but you've never taken the step to do it. Maybe take a step, take a, make a risk, try it out. Use your gifts for God's greater purposes. Maybe there's a book that you've been thinking of reading. You just have to pick it up and, and read it and find out what's the next thing. All of us are constantly changing and finding out what those places are that God is calling us to. So don't worry about taking a step of faith. I read a book a number of years ago called, if you, <laughs> it's a long title for a book, if you want to walk on water, you've got to get out of the boat. <laughs> and it's that story of Jesus. When Peter saw him on the water, he said, I want to walk over there and see Jesus. But in order to do that, he had to get out of the boat and keep looking at Jesus. He couldn't look down because then he started to sink. 
But once he looked at Jesus and Jesus said, come to me, Peter, and he could do it. If you want to walk on water or whatever it is that you think takes a risk, you first have to get out of the boat and then walk forward, right? So whatever it is that you are thinking of doing, take that risk, take a step of faith, and know that whatever it is that you're choosing to do, God will never let you go. And God's love and joy will always call you forward. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.